All right, let's go ahead and pray, everybody. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for who you are. We thank you, Lord, for this time you've given us to get into your word to better understand how to navigate this life as young believers. And I pray that as we go through these scriptures again, that we'll be able to understand what it means to do spiritual warfare and, and what it means to equip ourselves for uh, the inevitable battle or battles that we're going to face in life. And we appreciate you for this opportunity. We can get into your word to learn. With that being said, I come against every demonic spirit, anything that may try to war against myself, these young people, my family, my properties, anything that belongs to me. I counsel any type of, any type of retaliation that may be set against myself and these young people. Father, we turn our attention back to you. We thank you for this opportunity again. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. For about good four or five months, we've been talking about spiritual warfare. And we've been talking along the lines of this generation's preparation towards it. Uh, and so I'm going to read a couple of scriptures and we're going to get into uh, the armor for today. But it says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Verse 14, stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Verse 15 is where we're going to labor for the next couple of weeks. And as shoes... For your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. And the title, if I was to give this one, uh, is what kind of shoes do you have on? So let's break down that first part. And I have a question. Why are shoes important or what are shoes used for? Why are shoes important and what are they used for? Go ahead, Chester. Yeah. So shoes protect. Anybody else? What are shoes typically used for? Or what are the benefits or importance? Yes. Complimenting outfit. Complimenting outfit. And why is it important? Well. <laughs> oh, it, it could be confidence. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Confidence. Um, Fashion, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you see someone going around barefoot, not many people like appreciate. Yeah, they're like, man, what you doing? You know, unless it's like around the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it's also kind of like a culture slash society thing where like it's normal for you to wear shoes, like everybody, you know. And it's almost abnormal if you don't. Yeah. Good, exactly. good. All those three points are good. I got another question. What are the different kinds of shoes, and what are they used for? Yes. Uh, like dressy shoes. Okay. And like uh, athletic shoes. All right. What's the big difference? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a difference. Anybody else? Different kinds of shoes, and why are they different? Yes. Yeah. So we see that each shoes or style of shoes has a particular purpose, right? And now I got other questions. I have a lot of questions. What are the dangers of not wearing certain shoes in certain situations? Yes. Okay. Example: You wouldn't wear dress shoes on a hike. And why is that? Um, <laughs> I mean, if there's slip bottoms, you could possibly injure yourself. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. So it it's, it depends on the situation that you're you're in. Like uh, you know, you want to 
dress for the occasion, but also dress for what you need. So if you're going to be walking for a long amount of time, don't wear six inch heels. That's real. Anybody else? Another scenario. Yes, sir. Like, if you're wearing like regular uh, shoes, you playing basketball, you don't have no ankle support, you get hurt. Yep. Yep. That's real. Anybody else? One more. Yes. Exactly. So each shoe serves a particular purpose. If you don't use that shoe for that purpose, there's danger. So we see with this text that we see the importance. It says again, let me find my notes. It says, uh, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. So we see that this analogy of these metaphors play a part in everyday life. Right. So, for instance, I wouldn't play basketball in Crocs, not in sports mode. Right. Like I'm not going to play in, in certain sandals, playing sports, whatever. I saw a guy I was playing with Chris the other day and this guy, he must don't play ball. I said, man, your Crocs not in sport mode, man. I said, man, put, we ain't playing no more games until you push. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is I cared about his ankle because I was going to give him work. I said, man, if I'm going to cross you up anyway, anyway. But what I'm trying to say is that when it comes to warfare, Imagine playing a sport with the wrong shoes. Imagine being number one in the country at track and you wore and you wearing slick bottoms. No matter how big your name is or your name in newspapers, if you're out there with the wrong shoes, you're gonna lose. Imagine being a top team in basketball and, and the star player is wearing um, I don't know, sandals, some Yeezys, or whatever them sandals called. Like, like that's not gonna bring success. So we see that imagine going to war with no shoes or going to war without shoes tight. You can have the right shoes, but don't have them tightened. So even when I go play basketball, you can feel it. Oh, hold on. My shoe ain't my shoes not tied. That's a danger. So if we as athletes or we as people of fashion or we as whatever we use shoes for are cognizant, of how we wear those shoes, then we got to think spiritually and say, okay, how are my shoes spiritually? How am I walking? Am I really fasting? Am I, am I ready at even any given moment? For instance, anybody who plays basketball, you know um, that, is, that there's three different uh, stance a person can have. Like, like if you flat-footed, that's not good. Why? If you're just sitting there flat-footed, you just just flat. What, what, what danger did that pose in any sport? Football, basketball, you're not going to be able to move. So if something happens quick, you stiff. Now, what happens when, um, well, I'll just say this. Like, when you're really playing basketball or any kind of sport, your feet has to be ready. There's a little bounce to it. There's like a, you know, at any given moment, I can quickly go here. And that's the mindset of a believer that at any given time, can God use me? Am I ready enough for God to use me? Am I quick on my feet? Like, am I discerning enough? Like, like, am I a person that says I'm ready to move? Am I ready to do what I got to do for God? And that's the mentality we have to think about spiritual shoes. The next question or next point. Um, who saw the uh, Michael Jordan commercial back in the day? I don't know. Y'all probably, probably saw it on YouTube. I saw it on actually television, right? Where they said it must be the shoes. I want to fly. I want to. What's it? Uh, I want to uh, be like Mike or fly like Mike or something like that. They say it must be the shoes. Why was Nike's advertisement that? What were they trying to sell? The shoes. Why? What, what was they trying to communicate through that slogan? It must be the shoes for Michael Jordan. He could jump. So now people were buying Michael Jordan's shoes because of the characteristics of Michael Jordan. As if like if I wear his shoes, 
I maybe can do what he can do, even though we couldn't. Right. Like, like no matter how much I put on them J's, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to tomahawk. I'm not going to uh, a windmill. That's not I'm too heavy for that. Right. So. But what I am saying is, is that psychologically through marketing, if I believe I could achieve. Right. And so when we look at these shoes, we got to say, OK, it must be the shoes like it must be my walk with God that determines how successful I am. Now, I have another point here. It's not your feet, but the shoes. What does that mean? It's not your feet, it's the shoes. No matter how athletic you are, feet by themselves in athletics or in warfare are proven useless. Because feet are fragile. You see what I'm saying? If you're hiking with no shoes, you step on one rock, you're going back to the car, you're going home. Right. And you're going on a basketball court and, 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 and you and you, you know, what, what's the terminology? You shifty and you see somebody with no shoe. Now, shoot, feet on basketball court got a little grip, a little different. I don't know if you country, you might get away with it. But if, if your feet ain't country feet, you know what I'm saying? You're not you're not going to have no, you know, whatever. But what, but if you see a person with just their feet, no matter how talented the feet is, the shoes are important. And so a lot of people are saying, well, you know, I'm going to go where I want to go. Like, I'm going to walk my life the way I want to walk it. These are my feet, but these are not my shoes. And I have to be able to say, okay, God, if I'm going to do your purpose, I got to make sure that my feet is ready and supported by your calling for them. Now, my question to you is, where does God want you to go? What league does he want you to play in? See, see, that's important. If I know I'm a football player, I know I'm going to be, I have to learn to be comfortable with what? What kind of shoes? Cleats, why? That's, see, cleats are for football, cleats are for track. But if I want to play basketball, I'm going to find, am I going to find shoes that are 10 years old and slick? No, I want new shoes. And so when you understand, okay, God, what is my purpose? Because if you're a businessman, you got to be comfortable with slick shoes. If you're a hooper, you got to be comfortable with shoes for that calling. And so when you understand that God is like heaven is like Nike and, and heaven has multiple facets of shoes for different types of people, then it's important for you and I to know our purpose. So I'll know, okay, what shoes am I supposed to be familiar with? So that I can be ready to play in life. None of you all, or including myself, are meant to be bystanders. We were not meant to be on the bench. We were not meant to be in the stands. We were not meant to watch on television or on our phones. We were meant to play. And right now we're warring. Whether you believe it or not, there is a systematic plan warring against you. You don't think there's multiple demons obsessed with your life, observing your life, knowing exactly how, oh, she don't have a left hand. Oh, he can't go right. Like, do you not know there's a scouting report on each and every one of us? They know your weaknesses. They know your strengths. And you're like, man, why every time by Thursday I'm locked down? Like every time I, how many of us been with at this place? I know I have. Where your relationship with God, I mean, you got, you got, um, you got Jira playing. You, your worship is at an all time high. You love the Lord. And then in three to four days, that thing is snuffed out. All of a sudden you've been reading your Bible five days in a row. And then your Bible's been collecting dust, dust for five weeks. They know, hey, he ain't about that. She not about that. Look at their shoes. 
They're not ready. <laughs> like, look at the way they move on the court. They're not ready. Look at the way they practice. They're not ready. You just can't show. We just can't show up at a game, put shoes on, and we ain't practice. It, you, listen, you ever been to the court? Man, man, I've been to the court so many times, and you never trust a guy whose hoop outfit matches. If you if you if you look better than your game on the court, if I look at you and you got the sleeve, <laughs> you your Jordans is your shoes is shiny, brand new, but you got you got some dudes and some Tims <laughs> that'll give people buckets. What I'm saying is, we look like we can play, but when the ball is tipped, we're proving that we don't have no game. And so we can boast, especially lifers or people who's been in church for a long period of time, we can advertise and communicate, oh, I got game. <laughs> man, I tell, I tell college people all the time, like, man, like the victory bubble or the high school bubble, that ain't, that ain't like, like, like when, you, when you get to that level or if you get into the real world, new levels, new what? And if you can't handle the devils at this level, <clears throat> what about the, I told one girl, I said, listen, man, I said, listen, I said, you ain't seen no six foot four, wide shoulder football player come talk to you. You ain't seen that before. <laughs> you ain't seen, yeah, like when people come to victory and stuff like that, like when I was a kid here, when I first came to victory in 10th grade, they was like, oh, we play Mount Zion's, we played them. I said, oh, okay. Until it was time to play Mount Zion. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I was like, man, y'all this tall? <laughs> I was like, oh, and, I, and I'm, 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 the, I'm the center and I'm playing against guys like Kaba. I said, oh, this is Mount Zion. <laughs> I said, oh, this is, it's a different league. But when we was playing those, um, um, well, um, them, them schools um, where we went by 78, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Charlotte Christian was good back then. We played Steph. Like back, when we, yeah, we played Steph. Steph hit the game winner on us at Victory's Gym. It was, it was an experience, and that's why I'm going to tell my kids. <laughs> like, hey, your, your, dad, your dad played against Steph. I closed out on Steph. You know, I switched on him. I ain't even get close to Steph the whole game. <laughs> I was in the paint. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to tell my kids up the story. I'm like, yeah, I blocked Steph. Yeah, I gave Steph a 20-20. Anyway, but we see that it's important for us to know what and where God wants us to play so that we can say, okay, God, I'm going to make sure that I'm ready. Let's keep going. Uh, the shoes help you do what you're unable to do without them. They are an added support. They help. Uh, the question, how, how do you typically walk? Heavy and depressed, light and sneaky, or confident and ready? Three types of stances. A demon or a person can walk and be like, oh, she's heavy. He's heavy. When I say heavy, when you stand on a scale to weigh yourself, do you know that scale doesn't weigh all of you? Like when I step on a scale, it may say it says my physical weight, but it doesn't say my soul's weight. Like it don't show, it don't tell me my spiritual weight. Like 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 when I step on a scale, I don't know how heavy my thoughts are. When you step on a scale, you look at those numbers. You got to say, OK, this number is only telling me a part of me. How heavy is my soul? How heavy are my emotions? How heavy is my unforgiveness? How heavy is my resentment? Now. Imagine, okay, give me an example of a person or consequences of showing up to training camp out of shape. When they say Luka Doncic when he came out of shape, when they say James Harden came out of shape, like, like what are some of the consequences of showing up to what you're getting paid to do overweight? What are some consequences? Yes. 
tired easy because you, you got all that extra weight. You know, you're like, bro, we, you can't move as quick. Anybody else? You said slow? Slow. slow. And, and what are the consequences of being slow? Everything. Everything. <laughs> that person that's been working out all summer, they're going to be like, oh, this is easy. This person's slow. What else? One more. Fatigue. Fatigue. That's right. So all of a sudden now you can't last as long. You can't endure the game. So a coach is going to like people always want to start. Like I want to be a starter. No, the real game starts in the fourth quarter. They're looking for who can finish the game. Right. Who's in shape. So how many of us are going to be proven you uh, not useful to God because we're too heavy? And you look to your left and you're running up against a demon as you saying bolt like. You see what I'm saying? Like you're running up against somebody that's like, 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 like lighter than you. That's why it's important to say, okay, how heavy is my soul? Because I don't want to be heavy footed. I don't want to be a person that shows up in life out of shape. Like, like, like I don't want to show up in a position and I can't finish. Now, number two, uh, it says uh, light and sneaky. What are some of the consequences of that? Ooh, all right. Man, from the left, from the left corner. I swung that ball to the left corner, corner three. She shot that thing. Okay. So expound that for me. Okay, never mind. <laughs> this is about to go 20 minutes. I got you. I got you. I see where you go. I see. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I get it. Yeah, I see where you go. Nah, tell me. Tell me what you about to say. Ah, uh, you got to think about it. No problem. No problem. So what she's trying to say is that what, if your feet is not where they're supposed to be, you can't get mad if you get caught. Yeah. Got you. See, I, I got you. So how many of us, our feet took us places, <laughs> or we used our feet to take us places, you don't got to raise your hand, took us places that we shouldn't have been? What, what sneaky shoes? Like, what shoes? <laughs> like, like, when you sneak out the house, you know where every crack is. <laughs> Especially if you got upstairs. You know, oh, man, that, that, that wood right there. <laughs> I got to step around that crack. Even if you're just sneaking to get something to eat. You know what I'm saying? You ain't sticking out the house. You're just sticking to the fridge, right? And you see your dad. See, that's why I'm like, I told my wife, I said, when uh, Hannah gets older, I said, I'm going to have a separate fridge. Because you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to go to bed and be like, you know, yeah, I got that. I got that. Yeah, that brownie sitting right there in the back corner, right? Of the fridge. And I come downstairs and then the brownie's gone. Even if you put your name on. Even if you put your name on. See, I grew up as an only child. See, see, uh, Michaela and them. When I walked into my wife's family, I'm like, y'all, y'all don't respect each other's names. So you mean to tell me I'm, I'm looking at Chris going into the fridge. Oh, this is Abby's. And then proceed to eat. <laughs> I'm like, fam, I, that's disrespectful. Like, I'm like, that, that's fighting. That's fighting type stuff. Like, and, and, and then it's like a community. Like, y'all, the grandma do it too? <laughs> so, I, Michaela, me and Michaela went to uh, uh, Cheesecake Factory one time. I got her cheesecake for her birthday or something, or the day after her birthday. We drive to the house, and the whole time in the car, she's like, yeah, this is mine. I said, yeah, that's yours. Yeah, that's right. That's your cheesecake. <laughs> Don't let them take that cheesecake for me. <laughs> that's yours. I'm hyping her up. There she go. Soon as she walks into the room, the house... Her grandma, at, we're talking about when I got, <laughs> the Holy Ghost, we, we was talking about how, remember that time, remember that time we went to, okay, okay, y'all gonna see if I'm lying or flying, front, we remember when we did the Cheesecake Factory, and we got you those cheesecakes, right, the tuxedo one, right, and then I was hyping the car, like, no, that's your cheesecake, yeah, and then when you got to the house, 
Your grandma was like, yes. your grandma did what? She took some. <laughs> See? And then she had no point. She had no but to submit to it. I'm like, no, don't, I don't care if it's your grandma. Like, <laughs> I'm joking. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is, is that we can't have sneaky feet. <laughs> right? So my thing is, like I tell people all the time, is like, God's grace in covering you has a limit. What I mean by that. Now, we're not talking about grace for your salvation. That's unlimited. How many of us, we knew we shouldn't have been there. We got away with it. We like, man, I should have got caught four times. And God's like, fam, I covered you. You snuck out again the second time. He covered you. And then when you go out and pride the third time, God's like, you on your own. We can't have sneaky feet because sneaky feet is feet that can't be useful. Like God's going to be like, even if I blessed you with an opportunity or blessed you with something to do, you're going to sneak off somewhere and have someone else take it from you. So we talked about how we can't be heavy footed and depressed. We can't be sneaky and creepy. We can't be, but we, that's not in my notes, that's just rhyme. But we, we got to be confident and ready. How do you walk through doors? Do you know that 80% of you is felt more than heard? Like if you walk in the room and people, for instance, can you tell the difference of confidence and arrogance when a person walks in? Yes. It has the same type of tone, yes. but it's different. Yes. You, can, you can look at a girl who's promiscuous or a girl who's after purity by the way they walk in. And a guy, you can tell it's their walk. Right? The goal for us is to have readiness about us that we're confident, that we are sure. Let's keep going. Now, let me ask you this question. I say, here, you must wear God's shoes. Why can't LeBron wear Adidas? Why can't, why, I watched the video on uh, uh, Instagram. Uh, I don't, they, people said in the comments it was a trash can, but it, was, it still proves my point here. <laughs> LeBron James went to a Powerade, you know the things at the gym where you can lift the hood, but it got like, the, it's like marketing on the side? You know how we, when you got ice in it and it's like, but it's branded Powerade or Gatorade? So LeBron opens it up, but LeBron can't be seen drinking a Powerade bottle. Why? He's sponsored by Gatorade. So LeBron can't wear Adidas. Why? And what are the consequences if LeBron is caught? Lose sponsorship, right? Because LeBron's image is influential. So why are we playing for God wearing Satan's shoes? Like, why are we believers from head to socks? But our movements prove otherwise. Like, like we got to begin to say, okay, who am I sponsored by? Who am I endorsed by? Because right now, if I, if my feet when I'm supposed to be wearing the ready 15s or the peacemaker 12s, you know what I'm saying? It's going with the verse. I'm supposed to be wearing, I got my notes here. It was, oh, 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 ready 15s and peacemaker threes. Okay. When I'm supposed to be wearing a shoe shot with the preparation feet, but I'm wearing the satanic sevens, you know what I'm saying? 
satanic sixes. I'm sorry, satanic satanic seven, satanic sixes, the three sixes on on the shoes. Now, if I go out and I'm advertising to you that I'm a man of God, but you are on a table and you see me on this side of IHOP with another woman smiling, ain't no, ain't no papers, ain't no notes. She's wearing a short skirt. I'm over here, uh, 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 three buttons open. You know what I'm saying? Trying to be suave. That ain't even my style. But what I'm trying to say is, what would you think? Some of y'all would come and flip the table. No. <laughs> she would call my wife like, look at your husband FaceTime. And, and like, so what I'm saying is, is that the shoes we wear, we can't be. And then I lose my wife and, and family. Then it has a ripple effect in my daughter's life. Then it, then it puts my wife at a three to four year wound experience where it may take her five to six years to recover from it. That's the consequence of advertising something that I shouldn't be wearing. And so when you think about your life, you got to look carefully at how you walk. The Bible says not as the unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Like you got to be able to say, I got to walk carefully. Like, like, for instance, I remember when I was um, I was telling Chris this today when I was playing his dad one time. And, you know, I was trying to win, you know, what I'm saying I was trying to win, you know, my wife and I had to prove to him, you know, what I'm saying I'm man enough for her, Right. I was chasing him down. He's seven foot. I said, no, I'm going to beat this off the glass. I said, yep, this is going to this going to prove everything. Right. I jump up. He cocks it back. My hand hit the backboard. Boom. Next thing I know, I'm stumbling like this. <laughs> Right. What I'm trying to say is that wrong place, wrong time. <laughs> right. So we all know basketball players. For instance, I remember when I was playing basketball, I shouldn't have been out there with them kids, man. I should have known. I'm too old to be on concrete. Right. I was playing ball. I was I was on Justin at one point. And then when I was guarding Justin, Justin, whoever's guarding Justin wasn't doing his assignment. Justin crossed him. So I had to help. I help on Justin. They swing the ball back to James. I jump, get dumped on by James. What I'm trying to say is how many of us don't know our place on the court and our heads are not on a swivel? Thank you, because I, I don't know where my story was going, but I needed someone to give me one of them amen little hmm. <laughs> I needed it to make sure my point was hidden. I was like, thank you, I appreciate you. I'm still trying to figure out where I'm going. All I'm trying to say is, is that we got to be able to say, I need to know angles. I need to know my place on court. I need to know where my feet need to be because feet matter. Well, let's keep going. Um, LeBron can't wear Adidas because of the consequences of doing so. He's endorsed by Nike, sponsored by Nike. If someone catches a picture of him drinking Powerade, there's consequences. If people watch him, like even his own kids have to wear uh, LeBron's. Like like even, uh, what's his name, uh, the golfer, Tiger Woods kid, like, even your own kids can't even be seen. So imagine you being someone's kid like, man, now I got to wear daddy's Satan sixes. Because a generational curse that was passed down. Mm, that's so, sad. so now I have to wear the same shoes. That's why I was going to say, you know what? Just because my dad wore these shoes and my dad or mom was sponsored by this, I need God's shoes. 
Because I need to make sure that I'm ready, that I'm prepared. Last point, I think we're done. Um, the Bible says, uh, 15, and as shoes for your feet. It says, shoes for your feet. So how many, does LeBron ever have to pay for shoes? Does any sponsored athlete have to pay for their shoes? They get new shoes every what? Game. As soon as they come to the locker room, imagine y'all like forces. What's y'all favorite shoes? Okay, all right. All right. Wrong with different generations. Uh, Crocs, huh? Jordans. So, Hannah, the, the, the shoe, Hannah, the shoe connoisseur. So, Hannah, because Hannah's shoes be, be like that. So, Hannah, imagine every morning, fresh box, fresh little wrapping paper, fresh paper stuff in the shoes. Tell me how you unbox your shoes. Give me, give me your breakdown. What, what do you, what, like, what do you go, like, what do you do? Yeah, the box. And then what you do? You you take the you take the thing out the shoes. Do you have something to put in the shoes to keep the creases from creasing? Yes, I wear my non-creaser things all the time. Non-creases because what? I don't want my shoes to get creased. Right, but imagine if you never had to worry about that. That every single day you get a fresh pair. That's what we get. So even if I messed up in the game yesterday, if, if a basketball player who usually averages 50 scores two points, they still get a fresh pair of shoes. What does that mean? But God said, God, don't worry. God's like, don't worry about how you played yesterday. I got a fresh pair today. Hey, just put them on like, like, like it must be the shoes. So when people look at you and you succeed, they're like, it must be the shoes. In other words, it must be their God. Look at how she's successful at being a lawyer and, and, and basketball. Look how successful they are. At, and it must be the shoes. <laughs> because everywhere she goes, she's peaceful. Everywhere he go, he just, like, like, like we got to be peacemakers. So that, like, my shoes are always ready. That's why my favorite verse is to become all things to all men that I might win some. Like, like one day I might be, you know, some, that, see, that's why I got to change my approach. Because sometimes I'd be borderline sus. Because I'd be like, you know, with, with girls, you'd be wanting to be, not girly, but you want to be like, hey, girl, and stuff like that. I'm like, man, hold on, Josh. <laughs> hold, on, hold on, put that red, a little sus, bro. Wait, what I'm trying to say is, uh, you look, you're doing too much. I bet you, I bet you a, a cop would be down the hall like, dang, Mr. Edge, kind of, anyway. <laughs> but, but what I'm trying to say is that I just want to be ready, right? Like, 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 okay, let me change that topic. All right, no, no, no problem. When analogies flop, you know what I mean? Anyway, uh, uh. Essie ain't sus. I'm married with a daughter. So anyway, uh, but yeah, that don't even matter in some places. So, but anyway, you just got to believe it. Um, last question. I'm done. Where does God want your feet to be? Where does he want them to be? I tell you, the safest place is in the will of God. The Bible says that in his presence, there's a what? Fullness of joy. The Bible says his presence, oh, no, uh, in his presence of fullness, yeah, joy. Um, and, and, and there's strength in his presence. Like, 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 if I'm where I'm supposed to be, that's why people will say, you know, people in this church came up to me and be like, when Pastor Goo passed, are you leaving, Josh? People was telling me, Josh, you start a church. I'm looking at these people like, you're evil. How are you going to try to heat me up? <laughs> One guy came up to me, he was like, you know, if you start a church, I, I'll follow you. Imagine if my mind wasn't right. 
Imagine if I was over here politicking and being like passing out church cards. Oh, you know, I'm about to start a church in about five weeks. You know what I'm saying? Come, come follow me over here. Right? How blessed would that church be? Not blessed at all. Sometimes you got to be places just where God wants you to be, even if you're talented enough to start something. And some of us, the issue is we want to go places we're not ready for, even if you're ready for. Now, um, there are certain situations where um, you're ready for it, but it's not ready for you. For instance, when you got a surprise birthday party, why y'all get me dressed up for? Why y'all stalling me? Why, why are we at Publix? I thought we were supposed to be. There's, you're ready, but they're stalling you because what? They're getting ready. So why get mad at God when God's saying, we're going to go over here? Because you may be ready, but the environment's not ready. What happens if you're ready for something that the thing is not ready for you? Give me for a surprise birthday party. Y'all seen that on, uh, it, was a, it was something floating on TikTok or Instagram. It was like this guy who was drunk on the front porch. And a guy came in. He was like, Johnny, you're late for your birthday party. The woman comes out, you idiot. <laughs> it's a surprise. Well, y'all didn't. So what, you ever been in a situation where you walk in this far away from some surprise, someone ruins it? I know. It, anyway, what I'm saying is, is that you got to be a person of peace before pieces come together. Think about that. You and I have to be at peace, even if the pieces are not together yet. Why? So you can be ready. And why is it important to say, you know what? I need to be ready. I got to be at peace because a peaceful person is a ready person. Why you say that? That's it. That's good. So now you enjoy. You got two enjoyments. So now not only do I enjoy like peace says, even though. What's that guy that played for the uh, Lakers, man? What's the, it was that, um, I don't know his name, the black, the t- what was his name? It starts with an R? Oh, maybe it doesn't start with an R. Um, the guy, they made the adjustment, and he came off the bench, and then he started scoring a bunch of points. Rory, Rui, or Huey? He just got a contract with the Lakers. Uh, with. Thank you, thank you. He said in the interview, he said this. He said, I always knew I was a good player. I was going to make sure that I was ready when my number was called. So imagine you on a bench and you're like, man, I should be out there. You ain't at peace. But when you're at peace, knowing that you're already good, because even the 14th man on the NBA roster, they showed some guy who, who wasn't even, I don't even think he had a jersey. He was <laughs> like, like, he always wore his warm-up. He never took his warm-up. He never played. But they showed him in the YMCA cooking. <laughs> because the 14th man or a woman on any professional bench can beat all of us. So what, that, what was that guy communicating? He was saying, you know what? I was in the gym. I was in the lab. I was at peace knowing that I'm a good player, that when my number is called, I'm going to play well. And then what did Lakers give him? A contract. So if you're not at peace and you're a problem on the bench, then you're going to be a problem on the field. Then you're going to be a problem. Because what happens, man, listen. There ain't nothing worse. Sometimes when I, that's why I don't even go to the Y no more. You know, if it ain't the old guys. If I don't see guys 30 and up, I ain't playing. You ever been on the court and you got this one guy? I'm like, bruh, who are you trying to impress? <laughs> Nobody's here watching. 
And this guy, you give him the ball and you know the ball. See, one thing about me, I always say the ball has to go through me or at least go through the most intelligent person on the field. So on the court, is Draymond Green the most talented person on the Golden State Warriors? What the But overall, is he the most talented? But the ball usually goes through him. Why? The smartest. They said people, all of us to a degree, I don't think nobody in the room was like, Draymond deserves that kind of contract. Nobody here was like, oh, yeah, Draymond's $100 million. But Steph said, hold on. <laughs> if it ain't for Draymond, I ain't good. Like, I'm good, but without Draymond, it's harder for me. So imagine if you're, you may not be the best player, but you the best you. You the best you at what you do. That's why I tell kids all the time, man, like, you don't, like, one thing about me, people are like, man, do you want to be a number one? I say, I like being number two. Number two really runs the number ones. Number two, I don't mind being number two. I don't mind being a four. And if you always want to be a number one, then you ain't going to be ready. All right? So, last question. Uh, this is the last question. This is it. My challenge to you, before we, we'll do the two more weeks of this, is that, are you ready? Like, if God was to call on you, can I get three, start. Can I get three people to tell me what they want to be 10 years from now? What, like, what, what, what's your dream job? Dream job, dream job. Anybody, three people, dream job. Engineering. Engineering. In what way? Mechanical. Mechanical. Now, if someone came in this room right now and they said, hey, I got a job for you. Here, 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 and here, here. You don't have to answer if you don't want to. You can if you want could you say you will be ready? Right? That's self-awareness. Anybody else? A dream job. Right now, you say, hey, if I, this will be the job of my dreams. Yes. Servant. Huh? Servant. Servant. In what way? So imagine, right? If someone from a five-star restaurant says that you're going to be serving people at a high level, would you say, you can answer, you probably, you probably will say yes. But, okay, next person. <laughs> My point is, I used to pray to God, and I'm like, man, why am I not further or farther, wherever the, Miss McCullough, I hear. If I, like, why am I not where I need to be? And then I had to think. And sometimes when God, don't you hate it? Until you get old, until you get more mature, you understand. Don't you hate it when you talk to God and God don't say nothing back? It's aggravating. You've been praying to God forty days and forty nights, and He ain't even give you nothing. Why do you think God don't say nothing? Because He wants you to think about your question. He wants you to think. He wants to say, "Okay, God, man, I just want. I wish I could have this." And God be like, "Okay, I'm gonna give you silence for you to really think about." What all comes with this? Because if the very thing that you wanted right now came to you, would you be ready? Or would you be heavy and depressed? Would you be sneaky and creepy? Or would you be confident and assured? Any thoughts, questions, comments? Everybody's good? Three people, tell me what you got from this mess. What's one thing that stood out to you? Three people. Which point, which, which analogy, what? Go ahead, Chester. That's real. That's real. Anybody else? Anything. You only got to be on this topic. Something that, yes. Stay prepared. Stay prepared. That's right. Anybody else? Last one. Close us out. You learned not to be sneaky, right? You learned that. That's good. That's good. Good. Working. He said working hard? Oh, I was 
Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Anybody else? Last person. In the sentence off. No self, yep, you got to be self-aware. Because when you're self-aware, you'll know why you're not there. Because if it was meant for you, let me tell you something. There is nothing that can stop God taking you where you got to go. Nothing. So if you're not there, you're not prepared. But if you stay ready, you don't have to what? Amen. We're done. All right, clap it up. (laughs) All right.